1: Alright, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month and six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on Us. Mintmobile.com switch.
0: Upfront payment of forty-five dollars equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over forty gigabytes per month face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531-24. Get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Hi, I'm Allison, And I'm Taylor. And together we're the anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep
1: into a different topic about anxiety and the real life experiences we all go through,
0: while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery.
1: Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too.
0: Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepanera. And I'm Taylor. And we're so excited to be back here again today. Hi. Uh, Taylor and I just had a long conversation that we wish we recorded <laughs> because <laughs> I am um, – this is going to be a whole other episode, but if you've been following my Instagram, um, I've been having like bad lower back problems and like neck tension and stiff neck and stuff, which she's – I've just been feeling really inflamed in my body, and I want to get off my acid reflux med. And Taylor was so kind in helping me. So we're gonna do an episode on, like, what did what did I say? Like, just taking more like somatic, like somatic therapy, and like yeah. trauma and stuff like that at some point. Um, but today we're excited because we have our question and answer of the month episode. We got really good um feedback on the other episode and so we're excited that you guys are answering all of or asking all of your important (laughs) questions to us um just a reminder we are going to be posting like a day or two before on the anxiety chicks instagram story with the question box that's where we're going to be kind of offering the opportunity to ask us questions that we answer um on air and you can always email us as well on the at gmail.com if you want. But um, just know that every Monday of the month, we're doing our Q&A episode. So get those questions in. Um, okay. Should we just get right into it? Let's do it. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll start. So Let's Taylor start and I are this. picking oh. two questions each. Sorry. Taylor and I are <laughs> two questions each episode um, to answer and then like Both obviously, you know, chime in and stuff. So go ahead.
1: Okay. First one How were you able to accept it's just anxiety? My heart scares me really bad. So Mm -hmm. when I read that message, I was just like, Yep, been there so many times. I, one of my biggest things with my anxiety was my heart. I truly had so many. Physical symptoms of just like, I'm having a heart attack, or something is wrong with my heart, and nobody can find it. And all the doctors are missing something, and everyone's lying to me, and no one cares about me. That's kind of what goes through a health anxiety patient's head is like, every single health and imp- health anxiety person I've talked to, they're just like, no one is listening. The doctors are missing something. I didn't get enough tests. What if that test wasn't right? No one's taking me seriously. So I think that's like the f- the first step is realizing that so many people with health anxiety feel that way and that that is a part of health anxiety is thinking that doctors are missing things and lying to you or not caring. So, yeah. What help when she says how are you able to accept it's just anxiety? So, for a while I didn't. I truly was like anxiety's a joke, like there's no I've never dealt with anxiety. I didn't really like understand what anxiety was. But in my head, it was just like, I don't have anxiety. Um, and so I thought everybody's lying to me. So I couldn't even get into that mindset of, oh, this is mental health because it felt so physical. It's like, really? how can something so physical be mental health? And so I think one is education, becoming educated on the fact that anxiety can produce so many physical symptoms. It is real. It is true. It is proven by studies. And um, And then I spent about a year, I'd say, doing nothing for my mental health because I was so convinced it was something physically wrong with me. So I was so worried about dying that I did nothing to help myself. And I remember when I first took CBD, I was having physical symptoms. And then when I took it, it was like they went away. And then I was like, that's weird. And so then I kept taking it. And then I would notice that, okay, I had these physical symptoms and then when I took this, they went away. Mm. A real physical illness, symptoms don't just go away when you do something for your mental health. Yeah. So it was like I started feeling like – and knowing, you should know this too, people who have real physical illnesses, they don't just like take supplements or an anxiety medication and their illness physical illness goes away. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like right. people who – people who have physical illnesses the symptoms one they don't stay the same they get worse a lot of mm-hmm. people with anxiety if you look at your symptoms over the past year or so you know you might have the same like the little chest chest pain that comes every once in a while or the pvcs or heart palpitations yeah. and it's like okay but nothing's getting worse you've felt this way before a real physical illness continually gets worse and you don't question if you're hurt or sick.
0: Yeah, I was just going to like piggyback on that because for me, like I said in the top of the episode, I've been struggling with like lower back pain and like neck and shoulder joint pain and that kind of is like chronic at this point. It's been happening for a couple months, off and on. Like some days I feel better, some days not. Um and you know, I was telling you before off air that it's no surprise that this like honestly, all started happening after my dad died. Yeah. Like, my lower back has always been kind of stiff and stuff, and I know that I have a little bit of scoliosis, um, and so it's been pretty consistent over the past couple of years. But, like, there's something going on, like, definitely with my mental health and anxiety and stuff with and grief, like, a lot of grief I'm holding that I think is is making it more chronic. But it's not getting – like, some days it feels a little worse, but then other days it's, like, totally fine. So – you know, it's not getting like debilitating at this point. It's just annoying,
1: right? Right, and and like something such as a tumor on your spine or something like that, you would be, you would be unwell. It would continually yeah. get. There would be no relief. Why would there be relief? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. and that's what my doctor explained to me. She was like Taylor, a real physical illness. People who are really struggling and need to go to the hospital, they don't have relief. There's no good days it's it's just a continual spiral and so i time it takes time and i really encourage people to educate themselves that's why i love community and groups because yes. you realize wow i read that person's story and that sounds just like me oh wow she's also gone to the doctor a million times and they say hey you really are struggling with anxiety mm. all your tests came back negative you know and and we kind of have to look at that as a group and be like, look, we all are really struggling with this mentally and it's okay to feel – it's okay to have – I think also accepting the
0: mental illness. Like it's okay to have a mental health problem. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and even like if there is something physically going on that is maybe – um, whether it's chronic but not getting worse, but like it's just annoying, or there is something that recently has scared you about your physical health, like community is going to be like the rock, mm-hmm. you know. So for so many people in my life, I know that have been struggling with certain diagnosis that can be scary. Mm-hmm. Um, just not being alone, like leaning on community and people they love is like just so important to do that. Absolutely, and getting the right information like you said like getting just doing doing your own research but then also getting the right information from from like professionals that make you feel safe that you like trust you know
1: absolutely because i think when i first started struggling with anxiety i did not realize how physical it could be and so that's where the education is just so important um and so yeah that that's kind of how uh, i was able to accept it was and once i started accepting that this is anxiety and anxiety really can cause these physical symptoms. When they came, it was like, okay, hey, anxiety, like, how are you? I'm not going to fight you, uh, but I'm just going to continue my day and I will be okay. And then, you know, what do you know? The next day it's gone or the next night, that night it's gone, you know? And so that's kind of what helped me realize, oh, wow, anxiety is like super real. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. Great, great answer. Is there anything else you wanted to add? I love that. I think that was like yeah, such no, a great I, response. I, I, that's what helped me.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. So um here's my one of the questions I loved because I get this a lot. And it's a very um, I think it just takes some time and explaining to do for people to understand this. So let me without further ado, you're like, Allie, shut up. What's this question? <laughs> Okay. Does anxiety have a permanent cure? Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So here's the thing about anxiety and – or mental health in general, right? And, you know, our huge – the manual we use as, as psychologists to diagnose people, right, with the mental disorders. Mental disorders or mental health, you can never cure anxiety or depression or, like, bipolar disorder or, um, like, PTSD. Um, You can only manage certain – those are diagnosis, right? So, like, obviously not everyone's diagnosed with something. But when it comes to mental health or mental illness, there is no, like, pill you can take or or 100 pills you can take over a year that will cure you from – Having emotions, right, or having um there are obviously we talk a lot about medication management and that we totally believe in it, even though we're holistic practitioners um there's definitely ways to help manage symptoms that you're feeling, but as far as cure goes, I think in an like actually I would love to actually I want to look up the definition of cure because. To me, in my mind right now, I, I should have done this before, sorry. Um, but it's basically goes away forever. Right? So okay, it basically says a person is rid of the a person gets rid of symptoms of a disease or a condition, which okay, you can get rid of it, you can get rid of the symptoms of anxiety, but you can't take a you can't take away emotions is what I'm trying to say. I don't know if that makes sense. So like the feeling of worry and the feeling of fear, like we're we never we can't just take feelings away from our psyche. We're always going to feel scared. It's biological. We're going to feel scared. We're going to feel worried. We're going to feel sad. Um the symptoms though of of when it becomes out of control, right? Those, those, you know, like let's take fear for example. Anxiety is a really, really debilitating and worry. Anxiety is a very debilitating type of fear and worry, which causes ruminating thoughts, intrusive thoughts. It also causes physical symptoms, right? Like racing heart, shortness of breath, um, uh, you know, all those other things. Dizziness, like stomach upset. Um, And it can cause – and depression, anxiety are very much – connected, right? So depression can look like for some people sleeping a lot, being lethargic. Um, Maybe you're really hypervigilant. Maybe you are ruminating also when you're depressed. So those are like debilitating symptoms of anxiety. And so can you manage those? Totally. You can even take some medicine that might help manage them. Will they ever go away like, and you'll never feel like a heart, your heart race again? I mean, I don't know. I don't think I know anybody that this happened to, but will you never not feel fear and worry again? No. You're going to feel scared. You're going to feel worried. Um, I think being able to say like I'm healing from anxiety is something I use the word healing because it's a journey and we're constantly healing our entire life. And so that's kind of why I don't use the word cure because you're never going to just not feel worried or scared ever again. You're going to have to learn how to manage those two emotions, whether it's through therapy or what we talk about on here, or um, and the physical symptoms, managing them with different exercises, right? Grounding exercises, any exercises in the Anxiety Healer's Guide um, that help regulate your nervous system, right? And help strengthen that vagus nerve, strengthen your, your vagal tone, um, exercises that um, activate the parasympathetic nervous system, right? Those are going to help those physical symptoms that are connected to when you start having those cognitive symptoms of ruminating and catastrophizing and having all the distortive thoughts in your mind that cause intense fear and intense worry. Um, does that make sense? Okay,
1: so a lot of practitioners say this, and I feel like as someone who's not a practitioner, so like someone just looking from the outside in, it can cause somebody who is in the beginning of healing maybe to feel hopeless about recovery and kind of feel like they don't, like I feel like they don't understand what what practitioners mean by that. Do you know what I mean? So like for me, I feel I have... Um, I feel I have managed anxiety to a point of I can live my life fully how I lived before I had panic disorder hit me. So, yeah. so yes, as a human, we all will experience fear to a degree. It's about yes. a healthy level of, so like you don't want to be a zombie, right? Like you don't want to never experience fear. Allison, what is that
0: face? <laughs> Do you want to be a zombie? (laughs) No, but I think you're connecting it to medication, right, when you say that?
1: No, no, no. I mean by being a zombie, I mean like you don't want to never experience emotions.
0: Okay, because some people listening might think like, okay, that I've tried a medication before and it made me feel like a zombie and I didn't like it because of that. Okay.
1: No, I mean like as humans, all humans feel emotions. Even my husband who has absolutely no anxiety, he can be – scared of something at some point in life right and so you don't want to be a human who never feels like even think about before you got hit like say you uh are like me and you kind of had maybe high functioning anxiety your whole life and you you could live perfectly fine like back then it wasn't affecting me or at least I didn't feel it was even though looking back I realized I had it I just thought that was normal when I got into the panic disorder part of life I felt like hopeless life like this is my permanent life I've been st- I'm going to be stuck here forever. I will never live a normal day again. Yeah. And so um when I thought about healing in that moment, healing to me would be living life like before that panic disorder. So I I longed for life before that panic disorder. However, Before that panic disorder, I still had worries and fears and and stress and all that stuff. So when I think of.
0: You were also a lot younger. How old were you? uh,
1: 21.
0: Yeah. So your brain wasn't even really fully developed either yet at that point.
1: Right. And so I, I think that when I. I feel like I, when I found that girl who really helped me know that I could get better. Like I kind of saw her as cured because she didn't have the panic attacks and she lived a normal life again. But so you were my seeing head.
0: Her. You were seeing her on online.
1: No, no, no. Absolutely. I'm saying that's what gave me
0: hope. Okay.
1: Okay. So like so like before uh before finding her, I felt very hopeless. Like I was like I remember this one vivid moment of sitting on my parents' balcony, just feeling like this was gonna be the rest of my life. Like I remember thinking my life is over, yeah. Because living like this, it felt like my life is over. Like how totally. every, how every single day can I wake up and feel this way? Uh huh. And so I think back then, if somebody looked at me and was like, uh, I, I I don't know how it needs to be explained because I feel like back then, if somebody said, you know, this will never be over, I would have been like, I I want to die, because I was in that mindset then so badly in that mindset of like, yeah. This needs to be cured, or I can't continue. Well,
0: so that because that that's sounds a- like that sounds like you're definitely were in like a state that was a more like really fight or flight like crisis yes. type of state. Yeah. So like, um, you need to be. I mean, I don't know where you would have been that someone would would have asked you this question, but you really do want to like be in a in a stable state with your mind and your body when you're when you're receiving information about things
1: that that's where there you go there you go I think it's a lot of when people ask that question I think they're asking it from a very yeah desperate irrational state of mind like like very because that's because that's definitely something I would ask when I was really struggling it's like oh my gosh, is this ever just going to go away? And yes, like you can live a life without panic attacks. I firmly believe you can get through. I think people can live a life without extreme health. And I mean uh, not health anxiety, sorry, that too. But I think that people can live a life, even bipolar, very managed to where you have very small episodes and like 100% you feel anxiety, but to a man, like a normal healthy level. And I think that's what people want to hear. I think when people ask that yeah. question, they just want to know that they're not going to be in that crisis.
0: Of course. Because I mean, people,
1: everybody experiences everyone, fear and worry.
0: Everyone actually struggles with their mental health. Yes. Right? At every point in time. Right. 100%. And that's because right. life has challenges. Right. So like, some people a little bit more resilient. Some people have all different types of situations and experiences in their lives that make it easier and harder to manage. That's why when someone says what causes anxiety or what causes like, you know, depression or something like that, there is no one answer for that either. Right? There's a lot of factors. There's biology, familial factors. There's environmental factors. um, There's trauma factors. I mean, there's so many factors that go into it. So like you can... You can't expect someone to be like, yes, here's the answer to why you have anxiety and it's going to be cured. That's like the biggest lie that anyone will ever tell you. I will never lie to someone, but I know how to read my patients. (laughs) So like if I know someone's in a crisis, I'm not going to just tell them that they can't be – even if they ask me, I probably would redirect them in a way to help them feel calm in that moment and not actually even answer the question because it's not even about that. It's more about them being so scared right then. About something, and so but but but, yeah, being able to receive the information, you do have to be like more stabilized in order to learn about it, and so, for the sake of this podcast, you know, I love that you responded like that because this this response is not made to make you feel hopeless at all. There are so many people with certain mental health diagnosis really debilitated, like you know what you were saying, how you felt, like maybe never thought that even things could change and they are living amazing lives. Joyfully, they found the right recipe for themselves, Mm -hmm. right? Like even like the really most, most debilitating people right now, like I could even think of like people with severe PTSD and um, like really bad depression, really just, and different types of um, like bipolar disorder, like with, Mm -hmm. with delusions and can be, have psychosis. I mean, it can be really hard. The research now showing like finally, like how some different treatments are, people are responding to like ketamine. And I don't know if you've heard about that, but how amazing Mm -hmm. like people have been responding to that and the, the micro dosing. I mean, it's like, and you guys do research on your own because it's, it's amazing. Like what they've been finding with people with addictions and with, um, severe depression and both those treatments. Um, I mean, it's 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 wonderful. So you can 100% live a fulfilling, amazing life with anxiety, depression, any other type of mental illness. But will you never feel the fear and worry feelings ever again? You will always feel them. You will mm-hmm. just learn how to manage them more when challenges happen.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think that's so. – I think that's uh... – I think that's where people get confused because a lot of people be like when they hear that they're just like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to be like this forever. And it's like, no, like think back to like a worry you had say like before you were really struggling in this debilitating state of mind, like a normal worry and how it made you like kind of stressed out. You'll feel that again in life. That'll happen. Things happen in life where we will feel stressed and worried Mm -hmm. and A blessing of going through mental health issues is you learn really how to cope better and you you develop a strength that is so like the way I used to the end, oh my gosh, this is the like end of the world. Like life is horrible. Like things I used to think were bad back in the day. I can manage those and get through them so much with so much strength and resilience nowadays that you're really you're you're um you might be going through something hard but you're developing a strength like no other for when things arise later on in life you can handle it a lot better with resilience and it, as as hard as mental illness is it's a strength you'll never you can't develop anywhere else yeah
0: 100% and and something I didn't even bring up but like grief right like I'm going through such grief the past couple months and like I mean, nothing tests you more than, like, having someone close to you die and and you know, like, that, like, just reminds you of your own mortality. Yeah. And that is one thing you'll never be able to control. So, like, you're not going to live forever. And that's such a deep fear for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, taking that – taking being compassionate with yourself, taking that grief or the fear or the worry, whatever it is you're feeling and knowing – that like you can get through those moments. Mm -hmm. Just have to be like really patient with yourself and lean on your support system. Get a really good healing toolkit and buy the Anxiety Healer's Guide. (laughs) Shameless plug. But seriously, like I don't know what I would do without my toolkit the last couple months. You know, I'm still feeling like totally physical things still. I'm having all these things, but I'm really taking care of myself. And if this had happened probably 15, 20 years ago, I I don't know if I would even – be like, I think I might have went into like a, a psychiatric hospital or something because I don't know mm-hmm. how I would have been able. I was so unstable and like dysregulated back then.
1: Yeah, feeling like I couldn't yeah. handle
0: like anything, you know. Um,
1: Which I I feel you can. I feel I don't like the word cure really, but I feel you can heal that. I feel you can heal that uh, very unstable. You never have to go back to that. I truly mm-hmm. feel that, that that that's where I think people get confused. It's like, I think you can live a life without ever being back in that darkest state you were in mentally. Yeah. I, I truly feel that 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 is capable. And, you know, a lot of people who um, are spiritual, they really hold on to that miracles can happen and uh, but but things, you know, is that like if you believe in God or whatever your religion is, is that. in whatever you read, it says, you know, you're given the wisdom, right? You're given the tools and people on this earth are educated in ways to, you can't just like sit around and like hope for things to change. Like there are so many amazing, beautiful people like yourself who are given the education to help people. And the, like, like, that's what I think about with like doctors, like everybody's so equipped, right? Everybody has this niche and this thing that we're blessed with that is our purpose to help people and so we have to utilize those things so if you're sitting at home and you're doing nothing to help your mental health and you're just like i just am gonna wish it away right uh, i think that we're people on this earth are given tools and purpose and educ and the education they have and the smartness they have in a certain area of life like you like you were given a purpose in life to help people and not everybody has that and so i think it's important to say you know god or whatever you believe in Has equipped these people to help us, and so Mm -hmm. we need to utilize these people and these tools on this earth uh, to help us, and we need to keep utilizing them. Because yes, I think you can get through things, but it's all about continuing the education, continuing the. uh, I didn't just my panic attacks aren't just like poof gone, and like I do nothing to help my mental health. Every
0: day I'm working on my mental health. Totally, exactly. That's what it's about, and I think that's that's the best that's the best way to put it. Right. Yeah. Like we're working on it every day. So, so you're healing your anxiety and it's a lifelong process. Yeah. And that's all. And mm-hmm. to me, hearing the word cure is like, yay, I don't have this anymore and it's gone forever. Yeah. And cure, just, cure in anything is not, kind of a, yeah. It's just not realistic. It's just not, especially with mental health. It's not. Cure kind
1: of gives me the woo woo kind of
0: thought (laughs) like you know what i mean like when i hear
1: cure i'm like i don't know yeah
0: i just i don't i don't know can anything really be cured i don't know there's another question i'm gonna get into it now but (laughs) that's a good question (laughs) um okay all right Uh, well we're gonna take a quick break so you can hear some words from our amazing sponsors and we will be right back This episode of the Anxiety Chicks is sponsored by BetterHelp. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Whether you're experiencing anxiety, grieving the loss of a loved one, navigating through a new relationship, becoming a parent, or just looking to talk through everyday life struggles, a BetterHelp therapist is trained to help you learn coping skills and navigating challenging emotions. This makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. There are so many areas in the U.S. and around the world that make it difficult to find affordable counseling services. Let's be honest, if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love BetterHelp. This online platform has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere in the world because it's 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Once you register, all you need to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log on to your account at any time and contact your therap- therapist directly. The best part is, if you feel like things aren't clicking with that therapist, you can easily switch to a new therapist at any time, which is awesome. It's not a crisis line, it's not self help, it's a professional counseling done securely online. No waiting rooms. No traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save ten percent off your first month at BetterHelp.com/achicks. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com/achicks.
1: Hey guys, just a quick break. Um, this episode is brought to you by Element. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt with no sugar. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio: 1,000 milligrams sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, 60 milligrams magnesium, with none of the none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suitable to folks following a low-carb or paleo diet. Element electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal, reg- hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. Element can help prevent and eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleepiness, and other common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency. When you sweat, the primary le- electrolyte loss is sodium. Athletes can lose up to seven grams per day. When sodium is not replaced, it's common to experience muscle cramps and fatigue. I personally love Element because of my experience with lightheadedness and dizziness brought on by anxiety or what I thought was anxiety at one point. Come to find out, I was just working out a lot and not replenishing those electrolytes. So I'm very grateful for something such as Element, which helps me with my hypoglycemia because I can get Uh, low blood volume. And so this really helps me. I am forever an advocate of electrolytes and especially ones that have none of that added sugar or junk for us. Um, Right now, Element is offering my my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash This deal is only available through our link. You must go to d-r-i-n-k-l-m-n-t dot com
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Now let's get back to the program. Okay, and we're back with our next question. The next question is top three tips for flying for the first time since developing panic attacks. Mm. I love this question because I think that that is the last like fear that has a grip on me. And it's not that I can't face it. It's just the continual continual exposure that you have to expose yourself to take back the – to realize – for your brain to realize, hey, this really isn't something we should be fearful of. The more you expose yourself to it, the more it's like, oh, this is a very normal thing Mm -hmm. that – really i mean you're fine like you're on the plane and like nothing's nothing dangerous is happening to you it's okay and so granted i have flown a couple times like throughout my like fear of it it it, it gets the fear has gotten lesser but it's is lesser a word
0: <laughs> it's lessened i don't know the fear has gotten better and i can't even believe i just said that
1: um, and so <laughs> some of the things that have helped me is one a fear of flying course you can find them all online they're amazing and I think that it, it was the most educational thing I've ever done for myself because you really realize that flying is the safest mode of transportation and it's really nothing to be scared of. Yeah, it feels odd you're in a, a tin can in the sea, in the sky, but <laughs> it's really not that scary. Um, the second tip I have is uh, packing like a tool, anxiety toolkit bag. And so like in this like little pouch I have like all the things that are tangible that helped me. And that is really important to me. I also will always like, I make it a goal, like I will spend the $19 to get the wifi on the plane because I know I can like watch my shows or like, I know <laughs> it's $19. Oh, cost- I didn't know that
0: it costs money now. Okay.
1: I haven't flown yeah. so long either. Yeah. It, uh, so I know that I can be distracted on my computer. So like having like my distraction things, um, and then the third tip is like finding the best time of day for you to feel most comfortable. So I actually found out that having a really early flight for me is a no-go because I'll be so stressed out all night that I won't sleep. And so if I book like a midday flight, I feel more, okay, I know that if worse comes to worse and I stay up all night, I can at least sleep in because I'll fall asleep at some point. And so that that's like really smart for me. And then also like something that helps me is sometimes darkness can feel trapped like you're trapped. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so flying during the day is really important to me because you can like see things. Mm. I even just seeing clouds makes me feel less claustrophobic. Um, So that helps. And then uh, really that fear of flying course is huge for me. Um, Yeah.
0: I know. Some people have actually asked because on our other episode we have, um, we have an episode actually about Um, flights and fear of flying and fear of like travel. But I think we have one that's specifically on flights. You go back, scroll back and and um listen to that because there's so many great tips on that episode. Yeah. Um and you talk about it on that episode. And so many people have asked about it and you've given them the information, which is so awesome. I didn't even know they had them until like you told me about it.
1: Yeah, I can't I can't remember which exact course I did. It's been so long now, but um, there's so many online now because fear of flying is so, and that's also another thing is like recognizing that so many people right. have this anxiety, but it's okay. And like, especially when you talk to a pilot, they're like, flying is literally no big deal. Another thing that helps me is recognizing that literally flight attendants, <laughs> their job every day or how many times a week. I remember asking the flight attendant, like, how many flights do you have today? I think she said like four, four. And I was just like, okay, like, yeah. you know, we yeah. got to Got to get it together, Taylor.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you that, you know, something – and I, again, that's kind of my thing too. I I haven't flown probably in like five years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really do want to like – next summer I want to go to see my cousins in California and I'm in Philly. And so that's like five hours, whatever. Um, I think that what's going to – like I just think about what did help me before even though I was, I was always pretty anxious, but – Definitely like having my music and my like podcasts mm-hmm. I know I'm wanting to listen to and like some maybe shows or something yep. downloaded. I already. like save
1: a podcast yes. I really want to listen to. Like me I hold too. back from listening to it yes. and I'm like, okay, that's an hour. And then I'm like, ooh, that episode of a show, I'm not gonna watch it. Same and I'm gonna me. save it for that fly. Yeah. Yes.
0: It's like my favorite where I know I'm totally into it and I really yes. am listening to it. I save it for that. Um, and I also bring my noise-canceling headphones instead mm-hmm. of my, like, earbuds because you're yeah. literally just, like, you can't hear any. It's so great. It just makes you feel like you're, like, in your bubble of your music. Um, and then, like, sometimes I'll bring, like, an eye mask mm-hmm. and, like, just put the – I I think of all my sleep hygiene stuff and I bring that with me on the plane. And so, yeah. even, like, a neck pillow or I'll bring, like, a blanket sometimes um the things they used to offer on planes all the time back in the day. Now they just don't do anything, They're like make you use like a sardine. Um, but, yeah, I think that being able to just make – like you, I love your toolkit idea, you know, make you, make this, this space, like a space mm-hmm. that's, like, comforting to you. And also, depending on who you're traveling with, you might not have an option not to, but I know that there's people that if I travel with them, I'm, like, 10 times more anxious. Mm-hmm. And so I know in my life, like in the future, I probably will, if I do have the option to fly even by myself, even though some people might be like, oh my gosh, I don't want to, like I'd almost rather do that than to be with a person that I know makes me even more anxious. That I totally would say, here's the flying class to them, but you know they might not listen and they're just like... I'm trying to be all Zen. It's like, it's like when you have severe anxiety and you're around someone with severe anxiety, it's like you you Mm two can never be, that shouldn't be the case right then. Like, just let's like figure things out first and then maybe you guys can help each other. But Mm -hmm. there's, there's two dysregulated people. It's yeah, it's not good. So I forgot I had
1: another tip. Mm -hmm. This really helps people with health anxiety is knowing that honestly, it's like an emergency room in the air. Like you're honestly more safe on that plane than sitting at home alone. Like, say you work from home yeah. and you're home alone all the time. Like in the air, they have a defibrillator. They, I mean, if you read the medical supplies kit on a plane, it's honestly unreal. Like, I think they have stuff for like IV bags that can go into you. They have stuff for like heart rhythm regulation. I mean, they have a, uh, the airlines have a doctor on call. So if something yeah. were to happen, they can just. And I think someone told me recently that every point in the air above the united states there's a 15 minute airport i was just gonna say spot in the air or something yeah
0: yeah so, like they like you they know, can land a plane within like 15 minutes from anywhere in the u.s you know yeah. like it's like that um,
1: that's kind of helpful so i mean yeah you're, sometimes you're, if you have health anxiety you're you're better off in the air because if something were to happen you have immediate help right then and there so i don't know <laughs> true. Help, it helps me. I'm like, okay, you know, a medical emergency, I'm right here. Like, usually there's a physician or nurse or something on a plane of 200 people, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Well, I feel better now. And I think I'm going to go re-listen to that episode of Before I Fly Next Year. Yeah. Just to kind of get it because this. we do. We do. I love that. Okay. Next question. All right. So I got a couple um, or we got a couple on the on our, you know, Q- Q&A about um, cognitive behavioral therapy. And so I'll, I'll say the specific question. Here I am again not saying the specific question. They're like, Allie, get to the question. What is wrong with me? Um, okay. Um, okay. I'm just going to get to the question. Okay. Someone asked, how do I continue CBT while my therapist is on maternity leave and I'm really struggling and I'm regressing? Okay. So some other people asked about, like, um, ways to deal with cognitive distortions. And if you are a CBT person, you know that buzzword cog- words cognitive distortions are essentially thought errors. Um, they're just irrational thoughts we have in our mind. And uh, the CBT, in the CBT world, they give you a nice little outline of, you know, the, the most common 15 um, cognitive distortions that people – with anxiety struggle with a lot. Um, a couple of them that are that mine, just for an example, if you're like, what the heck's a cognitive distortion? An example, c- common ones that I struggle with are something called catastrophizing, which is I always think the worst case scenario when something happens. I think a lot of people with health anxiety, they always think the worst case scenario of like something's wrong with them. Um, so catastrophizing. Um, also fortune telling is something that I do a lot, which is I tr- predict the future. So I'll always just like something will will happen or some my thoughts are spiraling and I'm all trying to like predict what's going to happen when in fact I really can't. Um, and then jumping to conclusions is a huge one, which is pretty similar to fortune telling. Um, and then um, there's, what's it called? There's a fancy name for it, but basically it's like discounting the positives. So like you're always basically any thoughts that come up when challenges happen, there's just always negativity that surrounds you and your brain always just goes to the negative aspects of things. And it's really hard to think rationally about like, not just being like, not like toxic positivity, like you're going to be okay, but not being able to think rationally. So there's always this like negative aspect. Okay. So those are just like a couple of distortions. And with CBT, I, I want to answer with this, um, with this woman, cause she's finding it hard to continue her her CBT while her therapist is um, is away, which um, personally, as a therapist, that bothers me a little bit because I, I would hope that they would kind of have a plan for her if the therapist was was going away for that long. Um, right, someone else she could see that, like you know, she refers to her or here's a plan that we could do, you know, just for you while you're doing this. And if you really need to contact me, here's whatever. So I don't know what that's about because that's what I would do for my clients. And that's kind of best practice is to is to try and really put give a, a put a plan in place for your client. Um because that's really that's really sad. I mean listen, we're just talking before that anxiety healing is a lifelong process. And part of my toolkit is CBT. So I do CBT with my therapist. I'm also a cognitive behavioral therapist. So like, I probably know more about it than most people do. So when it comes to like, maybe some periods where I don't have therapy, I know that what works for me in those moments, and this might help this person is, I will um, kind of brush up on my thought logs. Sometimes I don't necessarily do a thought log every single, you know, twice a week like I used to, um, but I will start doing that again. And I, have you ever heard of a thought log? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so essentially a thought log, and you can honestly Google this. Um, There's so many great websites now that have like PDFs of different yes. thought logs you can do with CBT. Um, essentially you're just writing down what thoughts you're having, what experiences you ex- you had right before the thoughts happened, what physical symptoms you have, what kind of distortion is going on in your brain. And so you take a look at that list and it's like, am I catastrophizing right now? How true is this thought for me? And you kind of really try and challenge the thoughts that you're having. You mm-hmm. say, ask yourself, how true is this? I mean, do I have evidence for this? Is this like 1000% true that I'm going to die tomorrow, right? I'm just thinking of what I've had in the last couple of days with my back. Um, I'm like, no. Okay. Here's why. You know, I went to this doctor. I've been doing all this stuff for myself. I'm, I'm, you know, doing research but not too much, you know. Um, and how true is it that I, you know, this is going to happen? It's, it's really, it's really not. But I'm still scared. You know, like I'm still okay with allowing myself to say, you know, I'm still scared of something, like things like mm-hmm. this. And that's part of it too, right? Like the compassion piece. So. One part is reframing your thought, and the thought log helps you with that, right? It gives you um, you know, a column on what kind what can you say to yourself instead when these thoughts start coming up? like how can you challenge them and reframe them? And then also, like being compassionate and talking to yourself like you know, a parent would to you, right like how would you comfort yourself? How can you nurture yourself in that moment? Um, so really trying to just be comfortable with Maybe doing those exercises, like the thought logs are great. Um, really trying to use use a rating scale. Again, <laughs> I hate to be like plugging my book all the time, but the anxiety healers guide, like my book, the first part of the book totally talks about how you do this and what like what you like the steps you need to take in order to like first you want to rate yourself. It's basically CBT in in a book um, and gives you like all the exercises to do as you're moving through this because your body's so dysregulated when your brain is like screaming at you that like Mm -hmm. you're so scared and the world is scary and like all these things are going to happen. But like the thought logs in there, also uh, the anxiety rating scale is in there. So being able to be aware of your own – Body and your mind. So, you know, when you wake up, you might want to take the scale and rate yourself from one to nine and see where you are. And then there's a a scale that I put that's basically what you need to do to heal, also with that other rating scale. So, like, okay, if you're a six, then let's go to, let's look at what it says on the other page and what kind of healing steps should I take for that. Um, And do that twice a day. Like, rate yourself in the morning and even three times a day in the middle and at night. And remind and maybe do the thought logs at night and just know like what came up for you today and what what also you've um been able to do that's been helpful to decrease this type of um you know dysregulation. So those are just a couple things that I think could really help in the interim of when you're a therapist, you're not being able to she's on maternity or he's well no she would be not <laughs> these <laughs> days maybe. Um, but I think um, also if you really are feeling like you're struggling, I don't think there's any – I don't think there's anything wrong with maybe reaching out to another therapist if you really need to, right? Uh, Yeah, that's what I was about. I was like, I feel like they should have had a
1: referral or
0: something, like
1: someone that lady trusts or –
0: and honestly, don't be afraid because I know that sometimes people, um, especially with anxiety, we're paper pleasers. We don't want to – you know, she's on maternity. Like, this is just how my brain would work. I'd be like, she's on maternity leave. Like, I don't want to bother her. She's caring for her little baby. But honestly, any best practice therapist, I would email her. And just, I mean, who knows what she's checking, but just say, hey, you know, I'm starting to struggle again. Can you just refer someone that I could see until you're back? I just really think it would be really helpful. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah. So that's what I would say. But if you really are just trying to kind of do some self-work without other people, I would definitely um, try those things I said. And, um, you know, take some action steps every day to just challenge the way that you're thinking.
1: Absolutely. I love that.
0: Yeah. So, those were our exciting questions for the day. I really love these episodes.
1: Me too. They're fun.
0: Yeah. You guys have such good questions. So, just a reminder to submit your questions to the, the anxiety chicks at gmail.com or watch our stories, and we will be putting a question box. It's every first Monday of the month. We'll be doing Q&As and um, also please just leave us a five-star review. If you really love us, we'd really appreciate that. Um, It continuously sends our episodes out and, you know, just exciting things happening. Woo.
1: Okay. Anything else?
0: No? No. We're good. See you guys next week. All right. Bye, everyone. Seeking the truth never gets old.